0: We're just about to have rehearsal, anyway. There are those gray Hey, follow spot! This isn't a cabaret. Could you tone it down with some color? Cabaret? Oh, sure, Ray. But what does cabaret lighting look like? Oh, oh forget it. Take a five-minute break. Moon podcast escalation! Sailor.
1: My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. Break it down and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And this week, this week is one I have been waiting for for a long time. It is a Sailor Mars Spotlight episode. It's episode number 54. The school festival is for me question
2: mark does that mean it's queen ray's song does that mean it's finally an episode of the moon of the uh, of the doom tree that you like look i liked the first one and I, th- I thought the second one was good too the yeah movie auditions i will say when i watched this episode last night it was
1: not as good as i remembered <laughs> oh.
2: what if you really don't like sailor moon anymore what if that's what's really happening
1: i look i hope that's not the case but i mean i like i'm honestly a little worried about that because as we've <laughs> oh, we've no. talked about before I've only ever seen what up through half of Sailor Moon are.
3: It gets better. I <laughs> promise.
1: <laughs> you gotta make uh, it to stars. You gotta.
3: You yeah, so, at gotta make it to S because it's so good.
1: You true. are already hearing the voice of our very special guest this week. Returning from last week's episode, Christy Murdaugh. Uh, welcome back to the show. It is so great to have you.
3: Hey, thank you for having me. Uh,
1: I was honestly thinking about introducing you as the voice of Sailor Jupiter and really <laughs> like confusing new listeners.
3: Right? They'd be like, "That no, that is not even remotely correct."
1: Uh, in case you missed last week's episode, uh, you should definitely go back and listen to it. Uh, we talked to Christy about her history with Sailor Moon and her role in the Negavision fan dub of Sailor Moon, where she did in fact play Sailor Jupiter and the creepy psychic girl from the. Uh, beach party haunted beach party episode
3: (laughs) i did i did that was my childhood right there
1: that is good stuff
2: but we have already discussed that jordan what do we have on the docket for today well we do have some questions on twitter first before we even do that i do want to mention that uh our last questions for twitter there's been intense discussion about what uh zords the sailor scouts would have (laughs) so I'm really happy to have helped inspire that, even though I had nothing to say, other than obviously she has a rabbit one. Obviously, come on. So, just uh, wanted to mention that. Uh, shout out to everybody. But I still, did anybody agree with me that she would have a cat? Not that I saw. No, no. <laughs> Betrayal.
1: Every everywhere I go, people betray me.
2: Luna has a cat. Don't worry about it.
1: Luna wouldn't have a zord. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
2: Alpha doesn't have a Zord. Yeah, but Luna can None operate the computers. and sidekicks have Zords. Luna, Luna can operate computers, so she's shit. Alpha's
1: a robot!
2: <laughs> Alpha <laughs> operates computers.
1: Alpha's in the command center.
2: All right, you're probably right. Luna doesn't get a Zord.
1: No, Luna does not get a Zord. That is ridiculous, <laughs> and I am upset with you for even <laughs> suggesting it.
2: When she has her spin-off series, she gets a Zord.
1: So what else do we have? Well, um, before, before I get to Before I walk out of the show...
2: Uh let's see. Let me try to catch up to where we were last time.
1: We might be running low on uh on questions. Hey
2: Chris, who is oh. a worse hero slash boyfriend? Did we do this one? Memoru or skeleton man from Tarot? Oh man. <laughs> Steve, oh that's a tough one. Steve flynn asks this
1: one. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Tarot, which of the Black Rose, uh probably for the best. Uh yeah, I mean maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is a series that I like the most widely read and and popular thing I've ever written has been just me telling people what happened in this one comic. It was
2: pretty funny, though.
1: The skeleton man is uh, the main character's boyfriend, and he has the power to see and communicate with and punch ghosts. <laughs> and there is an issue where he is investigating a string of murders committed by ghosts, and he has to stop because the bad guys decide to stop telling him the home addresses of the people they're going to attack. There is no further investigation. There's just, <laughs> there's just, oh, well, I guess, I, I guess there's literally nothing I can do now. And he is the worst superhero ever.
2: So it sounds like he's definitely a worse hero than Memoru.
1: Yes. But well, is he a worse boyfriend? To tarot's credit to jim balance credit the skeleton man is an interesting inversion of the the typical hero love interest relationship that you see in comics where he is a man who is constantly in danger and and imperiled and losing his clothes to be entirely fair i think it's on purpose oh yeah I
2: would uh, imagine he's so. a
1: better love interest he's a worse hero
2: okay okay so Memoru comes on top at least for one of them <laughs> at least for one <laughs>
1: Now, uh, now no, Christy, you are you I, I think we talked about it a little bit last time. You are are like me in that you have no time for Memru, right?
3: Yeah, no time. Zero time. I really just wish he was not in the show. Oh. I think the show would be better without the miracle romance. Like if we just cut that part out, it'd be a great show.
1: Agreed. I mean I'm I'm not quite at the extreme that my my girlfriend is, where uh Memoru, turned her off the entire concept of heterosexuality
3: <laughs> right that's pretty intense that's pretty intense <laughs> and i will say oh. throughout the show i've watched most of the show he gets better yeah if i gets better i mean they just stop putting him in the show
1: very much. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty bad up through the end of R. He which does, is all i've which is all I've he seen.
3: does legitimately get kinder
1: yeah kind of has to too. he's such a jerk but yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you are on the same page as me
2: with that. Well, he's not in yeah. this episode, so we don't need to bag on him <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> I don't, I don't right. think he's, he's in this he's at all. He's yeah.
1: not in this at all.
2: yeah We actually got three uh, uh versus questions right in a row because the next question from Christy the Pink is Who would win in that's a flute? What? That's you! Oh, yeah, I'm that me. is you!
3: Who is me! Yeah, I know. My, my husband and I were talking about it while we were watching the show.
2: <laughs> well, then you should ask this question
3: Who would win in a flute off? The Green Ranger versus Alan?
1: Uh, well obviously uh it would have to be the Green Ranger because the White yes. Ranger doesn't have a, a flute knife. I don't he remember.
3: Has, I don't watch Saba
1: the Talking Sword, obviously. I haven't watched
3: Power Ranger since I was little. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I the only reason I even remember Tommy is because I had like a kindergarten crush on
2: him. Okay. It's again, it's been a while for me as well. What does his flute do? Does it summon it's his a zord?
3: Is that what sword. It? yeah?
2: It yeah. summons the dragon sword,
1: Okay. So
3: could a Cardian beat a dragon sword Probably not. No.
1: The dragon <laughs> sword is fifty feet tall and it's a robot dragon. So here's if, the thing: just in a flute off, right? That, just was, a flute. Your, that was your yeah. Question.
3: Just a flute off, though. Just a flute off.
1: Okay. Alan's flute sounds like a flute. He only knows one song, but it sounds like a flute.
2: <laughs> well, yes, Alan knows one song, but Japanese Alan. Plays a couple. He has
3: like two or three.
1: but Seijiro? Is that his name? Seijiro? Yeah. Meanwhile, Tommy's dragon dagger is kind of shaped like a flute, but (laughs) has the sound of a brass instrument. (laughs) (laughs) It is clearly horns.
0: He plays it.
3: (laughs) You're right. I haven't even thought about what it sounds like until now, and I'm like, that is that's definitely horns.
1: What's his melody? Yes, it goes ba, 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 So it's very <laughs> short and repetitive. <laughs> okay. Okay. If we're talking about the effects, I would say yes, Dragon's Orb beats Cardian every time. But in a flute off, I think you have to give it to Seijiro.
3: <laughs> but I do feel like the horns really do add something, though. It's, it's very exciting. It's like marching into battle, you know? It depends on the context of the flute off. Yeah. Well, are we but... trying to, like, seduce women, or are we like, trying to summon
2: our army ah you know what i would slightly disagree only in the sense that if it's called a flute off the flute will win over the brass instrument that's true
3: that is true good point
2: (laughs) you can't win a flute off with a trumpet with a horse straight up (laughs) here's another versus antonio t strange asks who would win in a fight boxy or rocky I like that we I banned crossover questions.
0: <laughs> Nobody's listening now. Yeah, nobody I put cares. An official
1: ban on crossover questions, and
2: now it's just like who would win a fight question. <laughs> I mean, so obviously we're talking about Rocky Modern Day, right? So no, wait. So
1: are we talking uh, about no, old, no, 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 like sixty
2: year old Rocky? No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay. I would assume it's in his prime. Rocky.
1: Here's my question. Here's Rocky my question. For Rocky. Okay, so the Rocky that ended communism. Yes. The Rocky that brought down the Soviet Union by punching it. Yep. Here's my question. Is, in this scenario, is Rocky Balboa a reincarnated moon princess?
2: <laughs> I mean, only if he is in the movies. Okay, then the no. Okay. Then, then I've Rocky- only seen the one movie, so I couldn't say. I only saw Rocky 4. Rocky 4? Yes.
1: Wait, you've only seen Rocky 4? <laughs> the one Rocky movie you've seen is Rocky 4?
2: Yeah, the one that has the summary of all the other ones in it, so I'm
1: fine. <laughs> okay, okay, Jordan, Chrissy. I'm sorry. I need to talk to Jordan for a minute. We need to sidebar.
3: <laughs> I'll allow it. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. What's up? What's up, what's Jordan? Up? Yeah. Okay. Look,
3: Rocky
1: Four is great, right?
2: Well, okay, sure. Let's Rocky say yes.
1: IV, <laughs> Rocky Four has a literal James Brown music video in it. Yep, it does. It has a what I assume is a gross misrepresentation of Soviet technology, circa 1986. It has a robot servant slash wife. But you know that Rocky One is a legitimately good movie, right? (laughs) One Best Picture, I think. Yes, (laughs) yes, (laughs) it's legitimately good. (laughs) You know that Rocky Four is kind of the worst of the of the first four. You know, I was going to say of the first one, right? (laughs) No, I didn't. Five is terrible. Actually, no, really.
2: See, a lot of people have told me that they liked Four better than Two or Three. Is that not true?
1: I think the first one is is legitimately great. Like, there is a scene in the first one that makes me cry. Like, like legit. I, I feel like Two is is two might be the weakest but i like three a lot and i think four is more fun four is the most fun of the movies five sucks six was unnecessary was it uh, good though did you see it i did see it it's I mean, it's okay you're gonna see it's, creed uh i'm i might i mean i probably won't head out to the theater to say, like, <laughs> th- thank you for joining us <laughs> for our
2: rocky business
1: rocky business i might see, i might see it like the the trailer for um creed is really good and i do like uh uh, michael b jordan if you Ogon, want me to keep so.
2: fighting then you got to keep fighting
1: yeah like i i do like the idea of apollo creed like having a a
2: legacy character anyway anyway you can see rocky <laughs> one it's really good i, I really probably good. should <laughs> anyway so that doesn't Not all of that does not answer the question can rocky beat boxy <laughs>
1: uh boxy boxy of course because because rocky can't do moon princess halation
2: <laughs> christy agreed
3: Yeah, no, that's i mean how else could he, he? Can't just like punch him into being. What are they? Refreshed? <laughs>
0: Maybe he can. I don't you know.
3: Can't, I don't know. Does he have a refreshing punch?
2: <laughs> I don't. You know what? I, I I couldn't answer that because Rocky, for some reason, doesn't call out the names of his punches when he does them.
3: What? No. It's no, weird, not- right?
2: <laughs> I mean, he kind of does that in Rocky Four. <laughs> now i really want to see forget rocky one i want to see the rocky anime is what i want to see now (laughs) let's see what else we've got here's not a crossover question what is your favorite bit of weird sailor moon merchandise Ooh, that's a good one
3: i've got some oh Oh, let's
2: hear it christy please share
3: for sailor moon crystal they've been releasing some weird stuff so they released sailor moon tampons they did and pads they did they totally did i actually almost bought them for my friend as a Christmas present. This is a joke. Oh, I wish um, you had like, I actually day. liked her a little more than that. So <laughs> I <didn't do> it. <laughs>
2: um,
3: but they've got like the symbols and stuff printed on them. At least it's not their faces because that would be really uncomfortable. yeah <laughs> but they, they have like the symbols and stuff printed on it. But they also make Sailor Moon um wedding registration forms in Japan. I saw
1: those. I yes. Thought- but
3: was- they don't even have like romantic art on them. They just have like usagi on them. Like no mamaru. I mean, cool, but. It's a little weird. Yeah,
2: it should probably have them both at the very least.
3: Right? Like, and I would think it's not like they don't have romantic art that exists. <laughs> Strange.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that probably trumps everything. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a weirder a bit of Sailor Moon merchandise. I really can't. I mean, I, I have the Sailor Moon gummies that I haven't eaten yet because I just <laughs> like the package and want to have it just sit there.
3: It really is like, I guess, the most merchandisable show I've ever seen. Like the um, just the amount of merchandise that Japan pumps out for the show, especially since the twentieth anniversary, has just been insane. It's been insane. It seems like there's something new coming out every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of my Sailor Moon merchandise is action figures. Like I've got mm-hmm. the the figure arts, and I've got a couple of, of toys. Like the, I mean, the weirdest things that I have would be, you know, custom like the uh the little wood the laser etched uh, wood carving that uh, Aiden gave me. But that's weird and sweet and delightful
2: mm-hmm. i'm trying to google a uh, weird sailor moon merchandise and i found a link <laughs> to pinterest and pinterest is being a son of a bitch and trying to make me sign up for things and won't let me
3: look at it, so I no.
2: know it.
3: <laughs>
1: unnecessary swearing Jordan. they
3: have these um they're not really weird they're kind of weird to people i'll send you guys the link to these so i saw these a while ago they're uh, sailor moon crystal keychains but and they're supposed to be like i guess pinned up by their shirts but they look like they are pinned up by their underwear, so it looks like they're like Sailor Moon wedgie keychains.
2: <laughs> I'm also looking at. I just went to SailorMoonNews.com uh, merchandise uh, section, and they have these new dolls that are creepy, and I don't like them.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I am I am actually looking at these keychains right are now, they, and you they, are exactly right. Like yeah, especially the Ami.
3: Yeah, Ami look, looks like she just got send me a the major wedgie. Send me the obsidian, link to that. Sorry. Like Ami especially. Like, yeah. I actually kind of want the Jupiter one because she just looks so feisty. It's cute, but...
2: Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> right?
2: What? Yeah. that She's getting a major wedgie. And she's very <laughs> distressed by it. <laughs>
1: yeah but like if anybody out there has any weird sailor man merchandise that they feel like we should see please send it either to sailor business on twitter or sailor business podcast on uh at
2: gmail.com look at the no look at the look at the creepy dolls they're they're called pullip.
3: oh yeah those freak me out what's wrong with their faces
2: like they have giant heads that are just creepy
3: yeah like that's the kind of doll i would have to put a sheet over at night because i'm convinced (laughs) it's gonna wake up and kill me
1: yeah i don't think they're that bad they're creepy (laughs) Are
2: you
3: looking? You're looking you at it, are, and you're fine. I'm
2: looking at them. I think you guys are exaggerating just a little bit. They're super oh. weird. Oh yeah. Well, here's the mm-hmm. reenie one.
3: Oh no. And okay.
2: literally, the headline is "It's the creepiest yet." <laughs> All right.
1: F- fair enough. I, <laughs> actually, I think the if you really want to get into it, sure. I think the weirdest piece of okay, yeah, the reenie one is super <laughs> creepy.
0: Oh no! Her head
2: is way too big and
1: oddly proportioned.
2: Her, her eyes are so far down on her head <laughs> They're like, we really are. in the bottom third of her head, which I is feel not like- right. Oh, this is awesome, Luna purse. <laughs> maybe
1: like legitimately if you stop to think about it the weirdest piece of sailor moon merchandise that i have seen and want really badly is that they made a high-end action figure of the 15 minutes where zoosite was dressed as sailor moon yeah so, i actually like, the that sailor awesome. moon figure. no like i love that they did it i want one so bad i wish that
3: it wasn't like a limited release like i actually really wanted it too yeah <sighs>
2: well we found some creepy stuff so there you go <laughs> The next one is one that I'm sure Chris is just going to say you are not answering that because here's the question from Noah Chevalier. Who in Star Trek The Next Generation would each Sailor Scout be? Who in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Recreation? (laughs) He just lined up three shows and wants us to uh, line everybody up for all of them.
1: Look, as we have already discussed, the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine lines up with the Negiverse.
2: Did we talk about that? I don't
1: remember. Yeah, because we uh, when Karen Healy was on, we talked about how uh, how uh, Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is zoocyte. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: 100% zoocyte. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but like, I don't know, Next Generation? I'm not. No, I'm not doing, doing it.
1: I, I put a ban. <laughs> I put out an official ban.
2: Yeah, but that's what people want to know. That's what the people I are interested in. The I next banded. one is, well, let's see if you're going to keep your ban up when you hear this. Dominic Bowers-Mason says, in the Sailor Moon G1 Transformers crossover, how long until Usagi and Optimus Prime are, by the power of friendship, BFFs?
1: I feel like that would happen very quickly.
2: <laughs> oh, you answer that question, do you? That yeah. question that is banned? So you know what? Banned. banned. And you're banned? What?
1: You're banned. You're banned from the show.
2: I don't like this. <laughs> Guys, Antonio T. Strange says, if Steven Universe meets Sailor Moon... <laughs> no fan who wins Band. who wins Band. in an eating contest Band.
3: No, you won't answer that what, what? on the topic really fast of steven universe yeah can i just thank you guys for recommending steven universe because the only way my husband will watch anything with me apparently is if a podcast recommends it <laughs> uh, my recommendation doesn't work so it's because of you guys that he watches sailor moon uh one day he just sent me a, a text message like can we watch sailor moon tonight?" i am like what <laughs> like, what and then he showed me this podcast but then you guys start talking about Steven Universe and he got into that too so thank you now if I could just send you like a list of endorsements that you could just like whisper <laughs> into the microphone
2: oh <laughs> oh uh, here, here's okay Here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I just keep seeing great questions. Everything is so wonderful. I'm going to save this one for last, but uh, here's a ridiculous one. If Serena went to Arby's, what would she order? <laughs> would she share? <laughs> also, does Luna like Purina for cats? These are not crossover questions, so I think we can answer these. You know what? I'm still going to ban it. What? Still banning. <laughs> <laughs> the arby's is not a crossover she just goes to arby's and i think obviously she gets the like do they, i haven't there's no arby's in new york but when i when they're in new york city but when i was upstate they definitely would constantly be having these like five sandwiches for five dollars deals and i she would obviously mm-hmm. get that five roast beef sandwiches for five bucks and she would wolf them all down
1: you know what jordan i'm gonna let you answer like you can answer this one to your heart's content <laughs> i'll just step aside you can have
2: it oh man Uh, Last question I want to do. One more thing says, I get confused about all the versions of Sailor Moon. I feel like I'm missing something. Can you help? Yes, we can. Okay.
1: Okay. The main thing that we talk about on this show is the anime, which is the ran, what, 1992 to 1997? Is that right? That
2: sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds right.
1: (laughs) But as far as different versions, I guess the the other primary one would be the manga by Naoko Takeuchi that ran for 12 volumes that you can win in a contest that we are having here on the Sailor
2: Business Podcast. I mean, there's at least five versions that I can think of.
1: Uh, Okay, so we've got the anime.
2: Yeah, the original anime. The manga. The manga. The live action tokusatsu
1: show. Which is called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Yep. PGSM is how we usually refer to that, which is a a live action version of the first season uh, that only ran for one year. It was, I think, 2003. Uh, we are eventually going to... I'm trying to talk Jordan into doing a special episode on that, uh, probably after... Maybe after we finish the R, just to go back and see all the Four Kings of Heaven again and then revisit with Queen Beryl. Because you miss them? <laughs> I, I do miss them. I liked it. <laughs> I miss Jedite and, and Zoesites. So I miss Maxfield Stanton. But they're going to so be much. so
2: different in that version. Eh, not going to be that different. There's
1: also the the
2: musicals, right.
1: which are what we watched for the Halloween special, which were long running. There was a five-year hiatus, but like they started in 1996 and ran to 2003. And then, or was it, was it even later? Was it like 2006? And they started again in 2011. Something like that.
2: And... I mean- you're forgetting one. And Crystal. Right. Obviously. Um, which is a new version, which is based on the manga more directly than the original anime. And it's still being produced. Did, have they, are they... Is it still... Did they announce it's got a second season coming or a third season yeah, or something?
3: They did announce that they're going to do the uh, the next storylines so of the Sailor Moon S storyline. Uh, but they haven't said when it comes out, so... Okay. But there was an official announcement. It was pretty recent.
1: Yeah. And Crystal is a, a new show... That is like Jordan said, more heavily based on the manga, and we are not watching it. <laughs> yeah, we're not because <laughs> we tried. We're trying.
3: I, I watched every episode of it. Did I you really? The whole darn thing, I did. Um, even when I was like, "Please don't make me watch this anymore."
1: <laughs> Does it ever like- come back around to being worth it? No. Oh. Okay. No. Okay. Then.
3: Like, <laughs> not at all. Like I, the entire show, I was just like groaning and angry at it. So, um, no, not at all.
2: And do you like the manga?
3: you know i do but here's the problem with crystal they cut out all the humor or when they try to do the humor the way that they draw it with that that weird art style it's not a very expressive art style and so the humor doesn't translate so it just feels uncomfortable sure
1: now there are also confusing matters a little more there are three different versions of the anime that we're talking about because yeah that's true good point (laughs) the original japanese audio There's the 90s dub, which we usually call the original dub or the deep dub, and there's the new dub, which is the Viz Media dub that's on the current DVDs. And on top of that, (laughs) there's also... Uh, if we're talking about the manga, there's also codename Sailor V, which is a prequel to the manga that's kind of a prototype that's all about Minako, as Sailor Venus. So look, if you are feeling oh. confused And there's anime th- there's movies there's
2: anime movies that yeah. are named after the seasons and they sort of correspond with those seasons, but they don't and- really fit easily.
3: Also, the seasons don't... They just have names, so it's not like season one, season two. Right. So it sounds like they could be different series if you don't actually know about the show.
1: Yeah, like season two of Sailor Moon, where we are now, is, is it's Sailor Moon season two, but it's called Sailor Moon R. Yeah. And then the next season is Sailor Moon S. The next season after that is not Sailor Moon T. It's Sailor <laughs> Moon Super S. <laughs> and then there's Sailor <laughs> Moon Stars?
2: Totally mm. sensible. No, not really.
1: If you are confused... Then that is why. But generally, the thing that we are talking about most of the time is going to be the original 1992 anime that is loosely based on the manga.
2: Yes. Um, one last thing not I want even to mention, loosely, but like there, it deviates a little bit, I guess. One last thing I want to mention before we we move away from Twitter into the episode, and that is a tweet that was not tweeted at us, but uh, originally, but someone linked us to it, and that I'm I'm sending to you both now. It is one of the best tweets in the universe. It's a picture from a. Well, presumably a, a, a bookstore or a manga store uh, in which a, a young person has written a little review of Sailor Moon and written it and put it up under the the books. And it says, uh, Sailor Moon, great manga because it shows how an ordinary girl can save the universe from Emily, Aww. age nine and a half. It's pretty great.
1: I uh, was at my MMA gym just a couple of days ago and someone in the kids class had left a copy of Sailor Moon volume one, uh, like on a table. <laughs> like right near the entrance and I was like wait did I did I bring Sailor Moon one here
2: <laughs> have I been
1: punched that hard that I forgot I brought Sailor Moon
2: kids actually are liking Sailor Moon which is great
3: mm-hmm. it's great yeah it's it's really surreal to me I do a lot of um, conventions with my webcomic and um, I'll have people that you know kids come up to me they're like 10 or 11 they're like my age when I got into the Sailor Moon and they Totally love it. They'll talk to me about my Sailor Moon prints, and I'm just like, what world do I live in? <laughs> but it's awesome. It's great. I'm so glad that a, like, a whole new generation is getting into it. It's really cool. Well,
1: uh, on that subject, we did get a uh, a fan letter at oh. our email address, Sailor Moon Podcast at Gmail or Sailor Business Podcast at uh, gmail.com. I'm sure someone has Sailor Moon Podcast already. So, because I don't know. And it is from Dan Casino, who wrote in to let us know that his kindergartner listens to our podcast every morning on the way to school. We do not advise that. <laughs> we, we do not advise or endorse that. And uh, according to Dan, the swears are really a problem. He's been hearing podcasts in the car since he was a baby. And as he puts it, radio people say bad words sometimes. So <laughs> that is true. We are radio people, and we do say uh, bad words sometimes. So, thank you for writing in, Dan. No, uh, that's the end of the episode, right? We haven't started the
2: episode. <laughs> We're a half hour in. We haven't started.
1: All righty. Well, let's uh, let's let's get into it. We're going to be w- uh, watching Sailor Moon episode fifty-four. Sailor Moon R episode fifty-four. See, there we go again. <sighs> the school festival is for me. Queen Ray's song, aka
2: Ray's Day in the Spotlight
1: okay cool cool
2: yeah uh, as
1: always you can watch along on uh on hulu or with the new dvds if you would like and the first thing i have written in my notes for this episode jordan and i th- like i feel like this is your influence on me yeah let's hear it The first the first thing i have written in my
2: notes all caps scam dude <laughs> you are you are awesome because that's the first word of mine mine says scam artists absolutely <laughs> absolutely they are totally they full of shit most, here
3: they are the most adorable scam artists they are so <laughs> cute in those in those those shrine maiden outfits they're just adorable
1: and i love how bad they are at it too like mm. what we're seeing is uh all the girls well not all of them but of makoto them. is it only makoto and Minako? i, I, I thought so makoto and miniko are filling in for rei as shrine maidens uh there's a big crowd of girls makoto is trying to sell them love charms and saying, no matter how many times I have my heart broken, uh, I always find a new boy with this. <laughs> and Grandpa, Oji-san, is like, uh, like trying to edit her sales pitch. Because he's like, no, 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 you're not supposed to tell them you will be heartbroken if you buy these. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be heartbroken if you get this. So they're just clearly trying to scam these impressionable uh, love-struck young girls. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm so proud and, of
0: you.
1: And then Miniko goes, oh, hey, just bring them back if they don't work. <laughs> and Grandma's like, no, no, we do not offer refunds for our magic charms.
2: <laughs> it is a whole weird scam going on. Absolutely. And it always has been. So there. The only reason that they have psychic powers is not because of their... They're, uh, they're uh, superstitions. Jordan. It's because they are Jordan. part monster. What?
1: I mean, you call those superstitions. Most people would call those religion. Well, That's yeah. you know. what they would call it.
2: <laughs> That's fine. Jordan? You, you know what? I don't know of anyone of any religion who has superpowers. Only monsters have superpowers. The end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Either way, like this, this whole love charm business is 100% Makoto and Minako are trying to scam these children Yes, grandpas. Like, Grandpa is, is a huge, huge scan artist. Now, you may be asking yourself, Hey, Makoto and Minako, they're not shrine maidens. Ray's a shrine maiden. Why isn't Ray trying to bilk these children out of their allowance? <laughs> well, it's because Ray is the chairman of the prestigious TA Girls Academy uh, school festival. As we know, Ray does not go to the same school as the, the Juban Middle School, as uh, Usagi and Ami and Makoto do. She goes to a private school called the TA Girls Academy and she is in charge of putting together a big festival
2: and she is a mm. <laughs> how, does the, how do you describe her she's this? a nightmare monster yeah, that okay that say? sounds yeah. that sounds right she was a, she's a perfectionist a uh, uh, micromanager uh, angry yelling person and for some reason the girls of TA Academy think she is wonderful
3: to her I I was like really convinced that I mi- misheard cuz they called her Ray Sama I'm like she's what? It's a little intense guys. She's not like your lord <laughs> like
2: she's right. bossy. They and they they do one of those shots, you know, you know one of the shots where they have like the person is like freeze-framed and everything is shiny and beautiful around them and like there's bubbles and lens flares except it's a shot of her yelling angrily. <laughs> and they're I did like
3: notice, though, <sighs> I watched this both in the deke dub and I watched it subtitle. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of my hatred of Ray is coming from watching the deke dub because man, she is wretched.
2: She's worse than in the
3: deke dub. Like she's way worse, like way worse.
2: She's still pretty bad in the Japanese. I, I mean, I, I, she's again, she's still just yelling at everybody and micromanaging and they're like, yeah, we don't know what to do. And she's like, I explained it to you already, yeah, but we don't know what to mm-hmm. do. Fine. I'll do it. Later. I'll do it myself later. And like, <laughs> And so then she says, frustrated with all these girls, I, I and I don't know if this is a thing that people say, but she says, things are so busy, I would even ask a cat to help out. <laughs> a very weird thing to say, especially when you are friends mm-hmm. with talking cats. Uh, because Yusagi shows up and goes, here's a couple of cats you can ask to help. Wah-wah. Dumb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like that she just flings the cats.
1: Yeah, she just throws them.
3: Kisaki just like throws them.
1: It's weird because I was gonna say that I really like (laughs) I I don't think that's it it's not necessarily that i like ray in this episode but i really like how this episode takes ray to her logical conclusion like we know from the past 53 episodes of this show that ray's kind of a control freak and ray is like very very type a and controlling and wants to be in charge of everything and wants to everything to be just so which is why it kills her that yusagi is the moon pudding yeah like <laughs> She cannot deal with it. Like that, Usagi won't just listen to her. That Ray hates not being the leader, and so I really like getting to see Ray as this iron-fisted, <laughs> like super-controlling leader uh, who needs to micromanage everything around her. And I love that the other students at the Ta Academy are like, Ray is awesome. <laughs> Like Ray is great because she gets this shit done.
3: I can't do I can't do it. She's so mean. Like yeah. there I don't know if you have seen this. There is a Sailor Moon match three game called Sailor Moon Drops that came out recently. And when you play as Ray and you're losing, she gives you this face. This judgmental <laughs> face. And that's like all I can think of. Like I'm like stop. Like just I have to like cover it. It just makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I'm letting you down, Ray. I just can't match these stupid gems.
1: No, I knew that was I knew that was gonna come out. Is it out in uh, in English?
3: No um I used a, how did I get, I got a, a VPN I used the VPN and downloaded it. Because uh, I have a problem
1: like, <laughs> I if, have it's, a... if it's out in English, I might give up on Marvel Puzzle Quest and just if, go straight will... to Sailor Moon Drop.
3: Sailor Moon Drop is pretty fun though you don't really need it to you don't need to be able to read Japanese to play it other than like if you want to watch the cute little 3d characters act out the plot <laughs> uh, I just skip it.
1: Is, is is Jedi in it?
2: Is Zovsa in it? Yeah. Is yep. Maxfield Stanton in it?
3: Yeah. Is
1: Masato I mean, Sanjo
2: in it? He would probably yeah. be in it as Nephrite.
3: Yeah, he's just there as Nephrite. They don't. We don't get any awesome like Maxfield Stanton or anything like that. Yeah. Or if they did, I probably skipped it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know. You don't watch them.
3: I only know a little Japanese, so I just skip the cutscenes and just go straight to matching matching my gyms <laughs> forever. That's all <laughs> I do. That that game has ruined my life. <laughs>
1: I really I really Jesus. do like the idea of Ray, like, of this being a positive and admirable trait in some situations, where like, Ray, we, we see Ray at least, like, yes, she's being mean. Yes, she's being, like, super controlling. But she is also getting things done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh... Uh, and all the other students are are looking up to her for, for instruction. Like, I love it when she's like, hey, you need to go do that. And the kids are like, uh, Ray, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> and she's like, ah!
2: <laughs> well, OK, I'll tell you why I'll, I'll I'll be OK with that description, because what that really means is that all the kids who are not w- needing to be dominated in order to get things done are probably like, uh, you know what? Screw this. I'm not doing this and, and left because I'm just like, if yeah, that's not going to help me get things done. Having a person be a dickhead to me, <laughs> like I will be like, oh, OK, never mind. I'm leaving.
1: But I mean, like <laughs> also these like. First of all, these other two girls at her school clearly have huge crushes on Ray. Mm-hmm. Like th- when Ray yells at them to get back to work, they yeah. blush and explode into hearts and say, "Miss Ray spoke <laughs> to us."
2: It's well, like, y- you know what? A
1: romantic interest in Ray. Well,
2: no, I- I'll tell. I mean, but I, I can even understand I think that. Was the- was a good a good term? But I can even understand that as a non-romantic thing too, uh, in the sense that no, uh, there are. B- you can you can think someone is really terrific and, and like look up to them and, and and they are a leader to you and things like that and like you want to impress them and you want to, it's all those things i i understand that i'm just saying that she's she's so mean that i would just be right. like, like i have no difference. interest in this kind of abuse thank you
3: there's like because there's definitely a difference between being like a leader and just being an asshole you know and i think she's kind of leaning more towards the asshole Sorry, I, don't ray. Think, I don't think you're wrong
1: okay <laughs> okay but i at the very least i think i think it's interesting to see ray in an environment where this behavior is being consistently rewarded
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so at
1: least we know that's true uh, my favorite part of this is when they're testing out the lighting <sighs> and ray who is 14 do not forget that ray is 14 says why are you lighting it like this this isn't a cabaret." And the twelve year old girls who are operating the lighting rig go, Ray, we don't know what a cabaret is. I don't know how to not like it like a cabaret because I don't know what that is.
2: Let me let me let me point out uh uh Usagi really does just come to be friendly. Like I I don't think she's there to I mean, obviously, she made a little joke that he <laughs> gets slightly aggravated by, but um, she just came by to be Do you like, like
1: that Isagi is wearing
2: a cat on each shoulder. Oh, absolutely. I, it's adorable. That's the best. But yeah, she just she just comes by to be friends. And uh, and uh, so did Amy. And Amy goes, yeah, by the way, uh, uh, Makoto made you uh, some snacks. Here you go. And uh, they're just there to hang out and be be friends. Uh, and then they they uh, <laughs> so they say, can we just hang out and watch you rehearse? She's like, yeah, yeah. That's when the cabaret thing happens. And she's about to sing the first of her two songs that we hear her singing. She stops because of the the terrible lighting. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so unprofessional, she can't go on.
1: <laughs> and again, like we get a scene where uh Isai goes, "Hey, who that's a really pretty song. Yes. Like who wrote that?" And Ray goes, "Oh, I wrote that song. It's one of mine." And Amy goes, um, it kind of seems like this whole school festival is just an excuse for you to sing your songs. Well, actually, kind yeah. of Get yourself and Ray goes. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm doing. Why do you <laughs> think
2: I'm doing it? Like, well, you, yeah, you left out a detail. She doesn't say, "Yeah, I wrote that song." She says, "Yeah, I wrote all the songs for this thing. Yes. Uh, yes, every single song." Which which they react to very shockingly and a lot of penguins fly by i don't understand (laughs) what that means
1: i don't know ray just said, yeah yeah idiot like of course this thing only exists to serve me that's why i'm doing it like i love how upfront she is
2: yeah why would i do this otherwise
1: the ray that we don't like like the ray that we have seen and been kind of like really frustrated with at the at the depths of us not liking ray i think it was because she was a deceiver she was a liar uh, she was trying to, you know, trick people in this. I like that she has like, gotten past that because I like Ray just being completely upfront with it. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like, yeah, of course, I'm in charge. I get to do everything. It's for me. The school festival is
2: for me. I, I think that <laughs> I think you're giving her a little bit benefit of the doubt that I don't necessarily want to give her in the sense that, yeah, she's saying that now because she is in charge of everything and no one can stop her. like i don't know that she was this honest when she was saying hey i'd love to be the manager of this uh thing so that i can make myself the most popular girl at school and name myself queen
1: (laughs) i don't know like i like i i think it works for her character in a way that other scenes with her character have not worked Mm -hmm. if ray has to be a jerk ray being an upfront brutally honest like like tyrant jerk i think is better than ray being a backstabbing friend
3: Sure. Oh, definitely. Like, I would much rather have a friend that's you know just read to my face, like you know. And, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm serious. Like, I mean, that's fine. I I actually think that that is fine. Um, I in a way I almost sympathize with her about the being sort of self serving because it's like, well, if you're gonna put this much work into it, you may as well get something out of it, right? Like, I know that Ray has said before, you know, that she wants to be a singer, um, or she wants to be an idol. Like that's some of the stuff that she is.
1: She wants of, to be the Japan's most famous idol slash priestess.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's a lot truth. of
3: dreams here.
2: Uh. Well, okay. Cut outside the, the, the festival. Uh, Meanwhile, in a nearby tree. Yes, out in a tree, <laughs> Alan and Anne are watching going, oh, there's a lot of energy uh, bustling around here. Let's uh, let's drain this shit.
1: Let's <laughs> go to this other school.
2: Now, that rubbed me the wrong way, too, because I was like, what a coincidence. But I decided that my, my headcanon to fix that was, obviously, Alan was stalking Usagi some more. And when she went here, I went, hmm, okay. And then Anne caught up to him and went, what are you doing here? And he was like, I'm here for the energy, obviously.
3: (laughs) He, like, licks his lips when he says there's, like, so much energy. It made me so uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) it made my skin crawl.
2: Pretty gross.
1: All of the scouts are really super stoked about Ray being in charge of the school festival and everything. And we get another scene that I really like because, like... The spotlight episodes are always really interesting. They're not always good, <laughs> but they are always really interesting. And I love that we get this scene because like, you know, I think it's uh Minako is, is like, Oh, it's so like, I can't believe you wrote all those songs yourself. And Ray's like, yeah, the lyrics didn't take long and the music was super easy, but we see her like a flashback to her, like in her room with just piles and piles of like, like trash paper that she is like throwing out lyrics. And like, her working really hard, trying to write the music, and and then just trying to, you know, getting so frustrated with herself in the flashback as she's saying to her friends, "Yeah, yeah, this it was super easy. I didn't struggle with it. it like it all just came to me. Like the inspiration was very easy." Th- that Ray is hiding that, even from her friends, says a lot about her character that I think makes her more sympathetic. Like she's being a huge jerk about it because she's like, "Yeah, guys, it's called talent." And, and meanwhile, like we're seeing in the flashbacks where she's like bashing like the keyboard and she's trying to write because she's so frustrated. I mean, which is what writing is like. I guess mm-hmm. it's
2: sympathetic. It's kind of sad. Like, it's like, God, do you not have any like friends that you trust?
1: Yeah, it, like it really is.
2: Ray's defining
1: characteristic. And we've seen this even in um, the, the finale of season one. Like raised defining characteristic is that she won't let other people in. Mm-hmm. Like she won't. She always has to be perfect. Uh, which I think is really relatable that, you know, you can never like everything always has to be perfect for Ray. And so she and can't feel- even admit that she worked hard to do something good.
3: Yeah. And I feel like that this scene is the first time I've ever actually legitimately related to Ray where um, I felt sympathy for her. And, and I know what it's like, you know, um when, You've worked on something, but you also, you don't want to tell people how much you struggled. You want them to think that you actually have a talent, you know, yeah. or that uh, that it's effortless. It's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. And you don't want to sound like you're bragging, too. I think in a way, by trying to brush it off, it's like, it's like oh, I put all this work in, and it was just, it's just so much. Just like, oh, it's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah, especially because you know.
1: <laughs> when you look at the people that she's with, she's with a person with an IQ of 300 who still studies all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is, you know, the the number one, uh, the number one non-psychic test taker in in (laughs) Japan, you know. And her other friend is a friend who is constantly talking about how hard like Usagi is always complaining about having to work hard and always, you know, struggling with everything. But she's still the moon princess. Like she still gets everything kind of not not handed to her, obviously. But, you know, Usagi is all struggle, like all visible struggle and and is rewarded for it Mm -hmm. uh and meanwhile like you know like minako and makoto less so but you know of those original three like ray is the one who constantly has to like present herself as being perfect and i think that's like it's her tragedy in a way and i think that's really like getting to see that from her perspective and the the contrast of of the reality with what she's telling even her closest friends is i think really like revealing and and sympathetic about Mm ray
2: oh you're very nice you're very generous (laughs) (laughs) i mean i again i i I, sympathetic well again i think of it more as like it is tragic and it is sad but it also makes me be like jeez you can't even be honest with your friends like that's sad for you but i don't
0: know (laughs) she's a jerk (laughs) yeah
1: well you know i look i think maybe i have revealed something about myself today and you have not Jordan. (laughs) So, so the next day at the school festival, uh, Grandpa is trying to mac on teens.
2: No, he's trying to hire them for his temple so he can no. lech on them. Uh, yes. <laughs> <But> now- <laughs> yes, yes, he tries to hire pretty girls constantly. Um, uh, Amy is. <laughs> No, in, the original, in the original Japanese audio, in
1: the in the subtitles at least, he's like, hey, girls, why don't you come work at my shrine? And the girls are like, oh, hey, sorry, but our school doesn't let us have part-time jobs. Bye! And Grandpa says, oh, I'm just no match for these girls these days. In the new dub, the Viz dub, uh, what he says is, I got to work on my technique. Otherwise, I'm just going to creep these girls out. <laughs> Which I like that somebody was like, oh, hey, we should acknowledge this. that
2: that makes it sound like he's not being a creep yeah well i don't think they want to present him as a creep but he is a creep come on no he completely is a creep like that that that, that's like they're backpedaling and going no no no, he would never do that he is doing that yes he is
1: absolutely (laughs) doing that but at least at least somebody was like hey can we maybe add a line so grandpa's not so
2: creepy (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a deke dub kind of thing to do which I, i didn't think they did that sort of thing anymore
1: and the next scene jordan are you ready yes are you ready i'm ready uh the next scene we see makoto Minako, and yusagi walking into the school festival
3: i love the oh yes i love the the cat's faces yeah they're freaking out for no reason like that though like like, artemis especially looks like he is wigging out i mean
2: the question is why did they bring the cats because they always bring the cats and like, they, they, they wear look them like as accessories. Actual
3: cats, like this, they look like how actual cats would react to be take being taken to a festival, <laughs> like just being around all that. Like, but they're red people all the time. Why do they look so freaked out?
2: Their eyes are enormous, and again, they have like no bones in their body because they're like draped yeah, I, over. I them.
3: love them. It's so, the best,
2: Jordan.
1: What what is what does Usagi love most in the world?
2: Oh gosh, uh, eating, sleeping, and
1: taking yes, the easy yes. way out. Eating number one. It's her, it's the thing she loves most in the world. So Yusagi walks in asking, "Where's the food? Where's the takoyaki? Where's the yakisoba? Where's the curry rice?" Sure. And Makoto goes, "Where's Amy?" Because <laughs> what does what does Makoto love most in the world, Jordan?
2: <sighs> Cooking.
1: No, Amy. She loves Amy the most in the world.
2: And where? <laughs> whereas amy the thing amy loves most is research papers and that's is, is math books <laughs> she is, is off math. at a research presentation which there's a research presentation going on at the festival really
3: it is a school festival i guess oh yes. Who, science clubs or something
2: it's yeah it's like the person giving the presentation and amy <laughs> now you talk a little bit about school festivals sure
1: Okay, well, this is this is a thing that I see in anime and I see it in manga. You know, it's all over Azumanga Daioh. It's all over uh, Yatsuba. It's all in, you know. Obviously, it's here in Sailor Moon. But like these school festivals where each class will like do a thing, like they'll make a little cafe or they'll have like uh, puzzles or something. Is that real? <laughs> like, is that a thing they do at schools in Japan? I mean, it must be I
3: actually. Yeah, like, I mean, it has to come from somewhere, but that's something I actually have no
1: idea. I would I would love it if someone would write in and tell us if, like, these school festivals are as elaborate as they are presented in anime and manga. Or if it's, like, a thing where, you know, on every sitcom, uh, the, you know, there's always a school musical that is a huge deal that has right. an unlimited budget.
2: We'll get to that episode. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Interestingly, we see uh,
1: Minako be really bad at golfing. <laughs>
3: I thought that was really cute
1: which kind of shoots down the theory that Minako's uh, special power is super
2: athleticism well that's, i mean there's skill to golfing isn't there
3: yeah there's like definitely skill but is it in the same vein as like being able to do backflips
2: no i don't think
0: I so
3: there's some episodes that go back to the athleticism in s where she plays a lot of volleyball um, there's like lots of flips, and so maybe she like forgot it for a while <laughs> and it's earned her athleticism back.
2: Now Makoto wins a cake baking contest. Makes sense. What is this game show that Amy and Ray are on?
3: <laughs> uh, it yeah, says what was that? it
1: says it's a a thing for like matching couples because the the DVDs have translations for all the signs. So we see Minako's with the golf club. According to the sign, Amy and Ray are at feeling couple ten and ten. So I guess, I guess they, did they not match? I guess they don't match.
2: No, and okay. It looks to me like what, and I haven't paused here. So there's a giant heart with a red side and a blue side. For Amy's, the blue side is going for Ray's, the red side. But there's also guys in front of them. So I think that's what is happening here is the guy is saying, I don't like Amy. And the other guy is saying, I like Ray. And Ray is like, no, I don't like this. That's what I think is happening. Well-
1: <laughs> the the guy in front of Amy has the has the embarrassment
2: sweat drop though. Oh, so you think maybe Amy is maybe, judging maybe him?
1: Around. So is yeah? Is
2: it like I think? But then why Amy would Ray, and Ray be so are the freaked ones out?
1: Holding well, I think I think it's showing that Ray likes the guy and that Amy doesn't. Oh, okay. like so, Amy doesn't like this guy because Ray and Amy are the ones holding the little pulse measuring things. So oh, it's measuring their pulses. I mean, that's how love
2: testers work, right? I didn't know. I've I've never experienced a love tester. I have no idea.
3: I I don't know if it's like... I think there's some that maybe measure the heat of your hand. Yeah. It's... it's
2: So, okay. So it's it's saying... Okay, that makes sense to me now. So it's saying Amy uh, Amy doesn't like this guy, and he's going, oh. and Amy doesn't like this boy or any boys. And it's saying Ray has a crush on this boy, and she's like, what? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I think Mm. that
1: is what's going on there. Meanwhile, in a nearby tree again... (laughs)
2: <laughs> under the tree now
3: yeah like under this, a blue ominous tree
1: yes this establishing shot is great because everything's like green and, and like brightly colored and there's this l- literal like one circle of gray shadow where alan and Anne are just standing watching everything and this is where Sage the episode
2: gets crazy they get ambushed by a couple of girls who are like they're perfect and they take their measurements and they're both like what what are you doing what and they go yes We want to, we're the fashion club, and we want to dress you up like aliens from outer space. At which point they go, how did they know our secret? What sort of powers do they have that they can tell we are aliens from outer space? And the girls go, you look all freaked out. You don't really believe in aliens, do you? And they're like, wah, wah. And so then they're like, sure, dress us up like (laughs) stupid-looking aliens.
1: Which is big talk from uh, residents of the Juban district. (laughs) Which is big talk for people who are like, yeah, remember at Tokyo Disney when everybody went into a coma? <laughs> remember when all those buses started flying around? Remember when that giant floating head appeared above the city and threatened to set everything on fire if Sailor Moon didn't come fight him? Sure. I remember that. Aiden and I were watching The Flash the other day.
2: And, uh it's worse all the time.
1: Well, we were watching the, the Jay Garrick episode where he shows up and everybody, like, no one will believe that he's The Flash from another Earth. Right? So dumb. Yes. And Aiden was like, it was like, look, if I was on this show, you could tell me anything. And I'd be like, yep, sounds good, because I got struck by lightning and now I have superpowers. Right. <laughs> like, yo, you're you're me from another dimension? Cool, Let's let's move on.
2: That let's was go. the episode that made me say online, like, I can't believe how dumb these characters are for considering that they're supposed to all be geniuses. They should all be getting this shit real quick. <laughs>
1: No one on this show should say, "Oh, you don't really believe in aliens." You'd be like, "Yeah, you know, aliens." And when they when when they take them and dress them up, they should be dressed like Boxy and, and Titus and you know, sure. like local billionaire and doll enthusiast Maxfield Stanton. He's
2: not an alien.
1: Local pet store owner Jed It.
2: <laughs> oh man! So then there's an announcement, which in which uh, the announcer now. In the Deke announcement, it is Ray making this announcement. It's not in the Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, ha- well, I have... I'll be honest. I have trouble sometimes distinguishing the voices without, like, seeing whose mouth is moving. So... so. Well,
1: if you give me a second, I'll, I'll listen to it. Okay. Oh, the reactions that Alan and Anne have... To being asked if they believe in the aliens are great because Anne gets this like Anne gets real salty about it. It's pretty sure. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it is not Ray making the announcement. There's someone else announcing that Ray is about to perform. Okay, I'm
3: and just they, gonna say the cat faces are still really like <laughs> what is wrong with them this episode?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, they're still really silly. But then, Rey, uh, but but it, again, the announcer actually says Ray's the queen of Queen calls her Queen Ray, like Queen of the TA Academy, and everyone is like what (laughs) she's the queen what is going on um Uh, and and then in
1: her in her only line of the episode luna luna smarts off (laughs) and uh gets punched in the head (laughs) well she has a couple lines there
3: we watched this one as we watched the deke dub first and then i went back and watched it in japanese and they cut out her getting punched in the head yes and so i was like what happened to luna's head because i just saw this giant yes
2: knot. all of a sudden she just has a giant lump
1: because <laughs> yeah, you like... don't because you don't want kids seeing their hero punch animals in the
0: head yeah
2: probably <laughs> yeah. smart don't punch your cats kids sailor says.
1: So we cut back to Alan and Anne dressed as space aliens in outfits that are no more or less ridiculous than what they actually wear. (laughs) They are
2: slightly more ridiculous.
1: Well, okay. Alan has a picture of a spaceship on his chest like it's a Ben Cooper Halloween costume and he is wearing pantaloons. Now, Uh, but other than that, like they like by the standards of uh, Yomo, they are they are not at all ridiculous.
2: Now, here's another complete swap uh, of meaning between the uh, Japanese and the deke dub. When they throw them out on stage in Japanese, they go, oh, everybody laughs at them and claps and goes, I feel sorry for this year's sacrifices, meaning this is like a prank or everybody's laughing at their expense. And yes. and Alan and Anne don't realize that they're laughing at their expense and are going, look, they love us. In the deke dub, they legitimately love them and I <laughs> don't know why. Like they say something like, Wow, there's now there's some fashion I'd buy off the rack or something like that. Like, I was like, what?
3: Yeah, weird like that. Like, wh- why are you saying
2: this looks cool? This does not look cool. We also see them in a couple
1: of different outfits. And, uh, Jordan. Yes. I don't want to blow up your spot or anything, but uh, people already know this. You, in your real life, are the editor of Marvel Star Wars comics. <laughs> That's true. And there is a great shot of, uh, Anne with a lightsaber. <laughs> totally. And uh, we're suing. <laughs> And Alan dressed as a kind of Space? half Darth Vader, half Shredder from Ninja Turtles, half Prince Valiant.
2: Okay, I, I, I didn't see the, the Darth Vader connection, but now that you say it, yeah, I can see. I mean, just not He's in got black. That weird yeah. helmet. Yeah. Uh, just like white instead.
1: So, when are you going to incorporate these designs into the comics like when when are these two characters gonna show up when are natsumi and sejiro uh, how do you know natsumi this isn't the, the basis
2: of the entire darth vader series that's that's all. oh okay okay we'll get there chris i don't want to blow things up but in your real life you uh are a famous squid merchant correct yes yes
1: <laughs> i am a i am a i was the inspiration for
2: splatoon because <laughs> then all of a sudden they're dressed as squids yes
1: <laughs> and and, to, to be fair, they're very elegant squid costumes. <laughs>
3: that is not a word I would put in a squid costume. It's not like a cocktail party squid up. <laughs> I feel like if you took the
1: weird hat off of uh, Natsumi's, off of Anne's...
3: Yeah, it like, had some, like... It's just like a... Some
1: sequins. It's a red Morticia Adams dress. <laughs> sure. It really kind
3: of is. The oh. hat is what makes it ridiculous.
1: And meanwhile, like everybody's like, ha ha ha! What ridiculous costumes! And they're like, energy is great. We're gonna get, we're gonna suck the energy out of all these assholes.
2: Yeah, they're like, we're we're bu- we're really building Sorry, them kids. up nice for for when yeah. we uh, take them down. So that then their their portion of it is over. Next, thank you for your generous, generous applause. Next, we present a recital by Ray Hino. She brings out her giant musical score, and again, she starts her song. Now, we didn't talk about it yet. This, the fir- now, there are two songs in this episode, both in the Japanese and in the English. In the English version, this first song that she does is the, the tempo number. It is called, I believe the name of the song is Call My Name and I'll Be There. It is a ripoff of the Friends theme song. <laughs> um, if you'd like, I can call up a sample of it. It's up to you.
1: Please, please. Yeah. I only have the, yes. uh, the new version available to me mind although i i actually do have the cd soundtrack so i guess i could just pop that in later
2: uh, yeah, yeah, here we here we go <laughs> i never realized this would go now So there you go.
0: Amazing. Yep. Delightful.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Friends theme song. Fantastic. Uh, good times. Good times. <laughs> so now, that, so what that actually means is we can decide how generous we want to be towards Ray. Are we going to say the creators of the show ripped off the Friends theme song? Or are we going to say that Ray, the character, ripped off the Friends theme song? Good question. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Uh I'm going to say the creator of the show I'm going to give Ray <laughs> a little bit like we saw her working so hard and I don't think that's like I don't think she, she had was to just take like taking away from her. I don't think she was just like scrapping lyrics and then like turned on friends and was like oh okay this is it this is what we're doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, Usagi is super impressed by this. She yells out Ray you're so cool.
1: Such a supportive friend.
2: Yeah. Such a Yeah, she actually I mean like despite all their you know differences, she actually does uh, you know love her friends and want them to do well. So there you are. The Cardians dis- call uh, the Cardian they call forth. Uh, meanwhile, is called Siren, also known. Oh, really? How do you know it's called Siren? Well, like, they- does it ever say its name? No, they say it like. <laughs> does a it ever to- say its name eighty times? Yeah, they- it constantly is yelling out Siren. Uh, yes. The the English version is called Amphibia. Okay. And here's the thing about that: she's an airfish. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right, she's right. a fish lady, but she swims in the air. She does not swim in the water. That, is that a thing now? You could just be like, yeah, it's a... Like, they, they accidentally summoned uh, Goldine and for some reason it worked I- in the air. Jordan, just fluid dynamics, bro. Okay. <laughs> can can it's fluid
1: dynamics, bro, be the name of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's you know you, you know how airplanes work it's all the same it's, mm, yeah it's she doesn't have a jet exactly engine
2: so. strapped to her tail uh also then in keeping with the complete aquatic nature of her powers she sprinkles gold dust on everyone and makes them fall asleep right of course right <laughs> makes perfect sense to me
3: everything makes sense not even a little confused <laughs> couldn't you
2: have a, a character named siren use her voice to put everyone to sleep also so much like a expects-
3: from a music episode.
2: Much
1: like a siren, she then starts attacking people with her hair.
2: (laughs) Super Medusa hair (laughs) for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Thankfully, the Sailor Scouts transform. Yeah, because they are not put to sleep for some reason. They hid under the chairs. Uh, Luna was like, or Luna or Artemis, one of the two of them was like, don't let that gold dust hit you i don't know where we got that insight i mean i guess that insight That's... comes from the fact that a monster is sprinkling gold dust it's
1: probably yeah, like, maybe a little
3: bit of common sense. <laughs> here's something
1: i just thought of <laughs> yeah let's hear it why don't luna and artemis have the same accent <laughs>
2: because uh, <laughs> they're like they're from the moon they're from different right? parts of the moon
3: <laughs> yeah different moon regions
1: so is Luna
2: affecting an accent this entire no, time? Never, is no, never. He's Artemis
1: way. affecting a Canadian accent this entire
2: time. <laughs> More believable, but no, probably not. You know, you know, some people just they spend a lot of time in a place and they actually lose their accent. And Luna didn't. You know, what are you going to do?
1: What do you like? Do you <laughs> think Sailor V is from Canada?
3: Because I mean, you know, Sailor V was the one that I don't know lived in Britain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not for that long, just a little while.
3: You know, just a little while.
2: It, I, I don't have an answer for you on this, but I don't. i She's from Luna. Because uh, nope, I got I, nothing. See, Luna's had,
1: high class, and Artemis is that. low class. I've never thought about that until you just spoke in your very clearly your Artemis yes. voice, and I was like, well, if it was Luna, d- d- we would have done the accent. And then you like, and then I realized, wait a second, they are both cats from the moon. <laughs>
2: they're from different parts of the moon that's the only explanation i can have and we're gonna get about 50 tweets going do you want me to explain the luna and artemis voice yes. thing? it's a spoiler yes <laughs> yes explain
1: it i <laughs> want you to explain it to me so uh siren attacks ray and she's caught up in the hair happens i think Sailor it's draining Mercury.
2: well no it, it's funny because she's draining her energy she's draining ray's energy but she says it hurts which it's not usually portrayed as hurting, but there you go. Sailor Mercury apparently
1: decides that unleashing the full power of bubble spray would be far too dangerous. What? Like she does not use bubble spray freezing, not oh, bubble spray freezing this
2: auditorium. Right. right. Well, she, she combines she only it. Uses the supremely destructive power of regular bubble spray. Well, no, because we get supreme bubble thunder spray.
1: Oh, do they do they combine? Well, I don't know if the <laughs> uh, effect
2: combines, but they okay, all right, I see where this hey. is. it does combine actually, it does, it does combine.
1: Hey, uh, real quick, Christy, what what is the name of Sailor Jupiter's attack? Do you do you know? Do I know? Yeah, do you know the name of the attack? Could you maybe shout the name of the attack real quick?
3: <laughs> so are you wanting like the Deke Dub attack name? Or sure. Are you wanting like a Supreme Thunder? What is it in the Dub? <laughs> I forgot. It's Jupiter. It's Jupiter Thunder Crash. Crash. Yeah, Jupiter Thunder that's, that's what it is. is. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you maybe say that one more time? <laughs> you gotta let it go. Oh, no. When will we ever have this opportunity again? You will have, I, I promise you, I'm going to send you a clip that will, it's, uh, I do do, uh, Jupiter evolution in it. Nice. And it's really bad. It's, it is, it is incredibly bad. So, but it's, it's like so bad that it transcends bad back into being good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, in this one, she doesn't use that. In this one, we have, like I said, supreme bubble thunder spray, and a combination of bubbles and lightning tears Siren's hair in half, so that Ray can be freed. You know, but you know that that potent combination of bubbles and lightning that we we <laughs> constantly fear—they're always like, don't blow bubbles in a lightning storm. Like the lightning will become twice as powerful; it will be terrible.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's that's science. <laughs>
3: So, something that's interesting about this episode to me, this art, particular art director, what's the name, Masahiro Ando, is like super into panty shots, <laughs> yes. like unnecessary. Oh, really? Panty we shots. hadn't noticed. <laughs> yes, but there has not been any of this episode, and I'm just like, I'm shocked. Like, I don't, I haven't seen a one. Mm. I was actually purposefully looking, and uh, there was like a lot of opportunity, but like there was restraint this time.
2: I think I'm there might be out. one right here where Ray is With, lying on the floor.
3: Yeah, I was like, is that, or is that just... It's doubles? hard to tell. It's know. hard to tell. <laughs> She's
2: got a, well, Ray is wearing a her her performance costume.
3: Oh, there we go. Nope, there's one. Sorry. <laughs> Record ruined. <laughs> it wasn't the, the... Like, this art director, when I think of Ando, I just think of, like, round faces, panty shots, and cankles. Like, they <laughs> they don't have ankles when they're wearing their boots, and it's weird.
2: And, and he also does the, the giant Luna ears, giant cat ears, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, the bat ears.
2: I
1: like that we have someone on here who
2: knows who is
1: responsible for these things that we notice. <laughs> because we have talked about Luna's out of control Astro Boy ears.
3: I, I love uh, it. Like I actually really like Ando's art in general. Like I like the cartoony style and I love the big ears. They uh they're really expressive. Yeah. And yes. they're kinda of ridiculous
1: looking. Yeah, I, I am I am a fan. <laughs> I am a fan, as we've talked about before. Ray gets super upset that her performance was interrupted. Not that all of the other children in her school are in danger of being killed right. by a monster, but just that they can no longer hear her beautiful performance.
3: And all of her friends are being attacked and have passed out. It's like that doesn't matter. None of that matters.
2: Yeah. She she so, uses her phrase, I'll chastise you. Love it. Love in it. the
3: name of Mars,
2: I'll chastise you. Nice. Uh but then, then she almost she... faints.
1: well she sets uh she uses fire soul and it sets siren's hair on fire and burns all of her hair off which is great which is fantastic because we never we very rarely see the effects of the attacks right the the logical consequences of these attacks uh nobody you know nobody who gets uh hit with supreme thunder uh, ever like gets electrocuted? They just like you know get stunned and then get turned to dust by a tiara or moon healing or whatever. But like for the rest of the for the rest of her appearance, like Siren is walking around with like singed off hair, right. which I think is great. But
2: then Ray uh, says something, uh, and, and like I stupid. say walk around because she's walking around on her flippers. She is doing that. <laughs> uh, then Ray says something really stupid because again, what happened was every single Sailor Scout was being strangled by hair and getting their energy drained. She she set the hair on fire, freed them all, and at least inconvenienced the monster if not hurt it and she goes fire soul didn't do anything and it was like mm, it did a I bunch did. of shit you, it didn't kill the monster but you pretty much never killed, killed the monster it. what is wrong with you yeah it killed the monster like as much as every other time you've used this <laughs> it had no effect and then sailor sailor moon says it's hopeless unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> Moon, real quick to give up in this episode <laughs> well it's just a it's a ray episode she's like whatever and <laughs> no she would never do that thankfully you know who hasn't given up
3: Ugh. this is the best worst entrance ever uh-huh. ever uh, yes
1: <laughs> i wrote down the thing that i wrote down was uh moonlight night has weird wyndham hill poetry <laughs> What he says is
2: some music from the hearts of space going on in a corner of the silent expanse of the universe. There is a planet that plays a lovely melody. That planet is earth. If you, and you t- <laughs> see A
1: picture of the Milky Way galaxy
2: <laughs> as the backdrop to this white rose. Now keep that quote in mind. But uh, I also wrote down, I moonlight night will make you pay. And he pulls out a sword. Come on, Chris, you got to love that. He's got a sword and he's like, I'm going to make you pay i mean he doesn't but
3: (laughs) i mean at least it's something pointy it's not just a rose or a cane
2: yes
1: Oh, something
2: something that i missed
1: earlier that i wanted to bring up uh, real quick it's a callback to an earlier episode uh when uh alan and ann are on stage in their costumes someone in the crowd says look at mr cool guy up there (laughs) nice (laughs) and in the subtitles it is spelled as cool hyphen guy So we know what a cool guy is now nice, okay, so anyway yes, back to this dork
2: so he's 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 you know saving the day a little bit or at least helping and then uh, the monster smashes the music stand and all of the music goes flying at which point we go, is that your only copy you fucking idiot that's, that's exactly
3: what I said I said, Ray, get a
2: copy machine." <laughs> because she's like devastated that her music is gone and also come on who's playing the music doesn't somebody else have a copy there's gotta be no she's (laughs) she's having this trauma because all of her music has been thrown to the wind it's symbolic
0: (laughs) you jerks
2: man you're really like ray she must be like your favorite scout you know what you know what (laughs) she She must be your new girlfriend you're banned you're banned (laughs) banned i just stamped it banned on the run uh so she gets she she says unforgivable she freaks out and again tapping into her inner rage she uh, develops a new superpower
1: yes uh which in japanese is called fire soul bird which is not a great not a a great name no it's it's in english it's phoenix something right uh, in the, not in, in the, the old one, one
2: was it i don't remember that
1: i can't I remember what so. it was I called i think
3: it was still something i think it was just like mars fire bird i'm pretty sure it was
2: <laughs> or like mars fire strike <laughs> like or something or
3: yeah. Fire bird strike or something stupid like that um i didn't write it down but i don't remember it being anything but i was like well that was cool it, what <laughs> it
2: does is it, it makes a bird out of fire and that fire bird slashes <laughs> open the monster's stomach well, because
1: the, really like the thing I really like about it, though, is that it's a it's a combination attack because she uses the ofuda and then when the fire goes through the ofuda, it becomes a bird, which is it's 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 probably the coolest looking attack that anyone has so far. So far. Like, I, I like uh, Supreme Thunder a lot and I like Crescent Beam, Crescent Beam a lot, <laughs> but the, the the fire hits the magic scroll and then turns into a bird that, like, screams as it is it comes at you like that shit's awesome that is off the chain so uh the energy comes pouring out of its gut ice works against the sun monster so fire works against the water monster
2: right dumb 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 dumb. but you're right yeah that they really did go the wrong way on all those and as we discussed last episode the energy flies out of the monster and back into the sailor scouts Mm -hmm. and they jump up and go hey here we are and And then Sailor Moon does her final attack, and the, monster the
1: harpsichord swells. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> and the monster is uh, refreshed to death. <laughs> refreshed to death? <laughs> <laughs> not not that refreshing. Uh, and then uh, uh, Moonlight Knight says, uh, "I got to head out. See you later." Now, here's the thing. Again, I wanna I wanna mention you. You guys said you wanted to give the credit to, uh, well, rather give the blame for stealing that song to the makers of the show rather than to Sailor Mars. But she's not above uh, stealing a line, apparently.
3: Yeah, just blatantly plagiarizing Moonlight <laughs> Night. No problem. Yeah, exactly. No problems there. She to just... Entire audience who got attacked by a monster and then thought, it's okay. I'm just going to get up and watch the concert. Nothing happened. <laughs> they
2: all Everything's came, fine. They all woke up and it was okay. And then she tells them... that time. The line about the planet again. That planet is Earth. And uh everybody's like, wow, she's super deep, and it's like, nope, she stole that shit. Dude. <laughs> and then she sings a song. Uh and now again, I don't really know the uh I don't know what the Japanese song is about because oddly enough, they don't translate it in on Hulu. She's just singing in Japanese and we just don't get to understand it. But the uh
3: Yeah, what was up with that? Yeah,
2: I don't know. <laughs> Very unusual. Did they translate it Did for they- uh for you, Chris? Uh yeah, the the song lyrics. Yeah, they don't translate it on Hulu.
1: They actually, like, mostly when they sing a song, like they do with the uh, the theme song where they just talk about thought circuits, and, you know, obviously it doesn't rhyme in English, but they do kind of, like, clean it up a little bit, and the, the voice actress does sing it in English in uh, in this version. Oh, really? Yeah, I
3: appreciate that. Yes. I remember I used to be really into the show Slayers, and there's an episode where they sing a song in Japanese, and, or they sing a song. And so, like, instead of dubbing the song, the character, they just dubbed it in, and the character going, in Japanese! And then they just played the song. <laughs> in Japanese!
2: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> in the deke dub, they replaced this with the song Starry Night. Now, this is actually really strange, because one of a few, this is the, the first time I've ever noticed, Starry Night, musically, is very similar to the Japanese song. Almost identical. But apparently, I've seen online, it says the the lyrics are very different. Oh, sorry, night. She's singing about being in love with a guy who will save her from fears. And yeah, whatever. Cute song. I will probably record it. Fingers crossed for the end of the episode. So throw my hat over the wall. Yay!
1: (laughs) So uh, the song goes well. Everybody likes it. They go and sit and they have a bonfire. And uh, Usagi tells Ray, like, hey, I know you worked really hard. Like, I know know this was not everless for you. You worked really hard, and uh, and Ray goes, Haha, "Well, I could teach you a thing or two about working hard." And then I'm right yeah. back to hating her.
3: <laughs> like in the like, in the, in the deep Dub, she said that maybe she shouldn't be a lazy donut snorting couch potato. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, she does <laughs> donut snorting.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> and that is the end of the episode, and I feel like we learned a lot. Very much so. And I assume that we were supposed to learn a lesson from this. Do we have a Sailor Moon says from the Deke version, Jordan? We sure do. I am so excited to learn about time management or delegating responsibility. (laughs) One of the many lessons that we could learn from the events of this episode. So please, please share with us.
0: Ray sure had a lot of confidence standing up on that stage, singing her songs in front of all those people. But not everyone is that confident. For some people, speaking up in front of classmates or even their friends can be really uncomfortable. But there's nothing wrong with being shy. If you know someone like that, encourage them. Ask them what they think and give them time to answer. They need your support. And if you're shy, know you're not the only one. The world needs all kinds of people, including shy people. Sailor Moon says...
1: All right. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Most, mostly fair.
2: Mostly, mostly relevant. I mean, that's not the moral of that episode. It is not.
1: OK, well, now that you know what? Good. You get to share your own moral now. Jordan, that's how we do this and how we have been doing this for the last few, three episodes. <laughs> uh, but first, first, we will talk to uh, to Christy. Christy, what did you learn from this episode?
3: I learned that if I am too much of a a leader, then everyone's just going to think I'm a jerk. (laughs) So it's really bringing down that stereotype of women shouldn't be bossy. So thanks, Ray. Thanks for giving us all a bad name.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I was going to say something similar. I was going to say what I learned was kind of slightly the same, slightly the opposite, which was that. All you really need to do is find the right people who like that you just demean them all the time and tell them to everything that they should do. And then yeah, you'll be try, all set. Try Craigslist. Try Craigslist for that one. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents.
1: No, do not. Do not. I learned that uh, if your pet is doing something that you don't like, it is totally okay to just punch it in the head it, oh. as hard as you can. Be like your hero Sailor Moon, everybody. So punch a cat. Oh.
3: Right in the face.
1: So yeah, I think this is since the first couple of episodes. This is probably my favorite of the Doomtree saga. Like, it, it's kind of the best of the Spotlight episodes, right? Like the best kind of Spotlight episode where we do get a reveal of of something about the character that kind of recontextualizes what she's done in the past. Ray as a Ray as a control freak is a lot easier to take than Ray as someone who is just a huge jerk to her friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, Ray who has responsibilities. Is a little bit easier to take, so and, and I like that about this one. I think it's I think it's interesting, uh, and I think it's fun.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fun episode. I have a good time with it. I don't. I'm not as generous towards Ray as Chris is, oddly enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's still interesting and fun to watch. And it, it's very revealing about her character. This is the episode when I, I mean all in all the earlier episodes when we were talking about Ray and what she's like. Like this is the episode that I, I that comes to mind when you go. But what's what's her real? goal and what's her what is her what's she really all about the thing is i just don't think it's super great that what she's really all about is making herself look good at everyone else's expense so there you go
3: (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like i'm not going to deny there was some character development here i just maybe wish that she was a different character
1: (laughs) 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 she's still a jerk and and they do the thing where they are like really you know like they get her right back to where she was like they have like a nice sweet moment at the end and then again You know, in in the original Japanese, she doesn't call her a donut-snorting couch potato, but she does say, like, hey, I'm going to teach you a thing or two about not being awful. (laughs) Oh, right. Interesting thing about this episode that I just found out uh, while checking out to see if uh, Fire Soul Bird was a for-real thing. uh, Naoko Takeuchi worked as a shrine maiden in college and uh, was frequently hit on and based Sailor Mars on that experience. Interesting. And uh, the Hakawa Shrine is real. It is uh, one of the th- there are real life Hikawa shrines, and one of them is in uh, Juban, in wow. the real Juban, Japan. So we should we should take a vacation together, Jordan.
2: Uh, okay, <laughs> to the shrine. <laughs> yeah, but why even not? you, even you've decided that it's a scam, Chris. No, I want a bit. Like <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Pretty trees are not a scam. <laughs> That's true. Nature is not a scam.
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> from a certain point of view how is nature like you know what <laughs> let's not let's not do this um good good times uh, also uh some you know what uh, the trivia of this episode uh, pointed out something to me which i didn't realize either which is that the moonlight Knight says uh, he wanted to listen to sailor mar's beautiful singing voice one more time which clues us in that he knows her secret identity and nobody noticed and no one cared nobody noticed or cared yeah yeah i, I, I so... didn't notice at all <laughs>
3: I noticed it. I just forgot to say something. um, Pretty funny. Who cares Moonlight Night?
2: (laughs) Who cares? Well, he's this new character that's like not Darian at all. So, you know, it's interesting. We'll see what happens.
3: And he has theme music that actually like Tuxedo Mask and his theme music comes on like kind of groan. Moonlight Night, I just bust up laughing and I can't stop until it stops. So it's not
2: very good. At least
3: he brings me a little joy.
2: His music is not so good. Oh, well.
3: It's it's amazing.
2: Well
1: uh yeah, I like I like this episode, but I hopefully we've got how many more do we have in the uh let's see? Doom one, Tree saga? We've got one, five. two, three I think we've got four left, right? Because there's only four more Guardians.
2: No, six at least six. Oof. Yeah, sixty Oof. is the is the is the is the new season. So we're on what, fifty-four? So yes.
3: What I think is sad is I actually prefer this storyline to the next one.
2: <laughs> oh, so,
1: so do we. <laughs>
3: So that's just, well, I'm like, I viewed watching Sailor Moon R is like a slog. Like, here we go. We got to get through it. I get through it.
1: I like the villains. I like the, the Dark Moon Clan. I really actually like uh, Dark Lady a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like, I, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a rough year for Sailor Business. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. then you get to some really good ones you just have to like look at the light at the end of the tunnel and the end of the tunnel is s (laughs) you just
1: have to get there so excited so very excited so that uh brings us to the end of the episode thank you everybody for listening uh before we let you go uh christy can you tell us where everybody can find you online
3: you can find me on twitter um at crash boom kisses and i forgot to last time so i guess i should state also that i run a webcomic you can check it out at teccomic.com
2: yay all right. Uh, that does it. We'll be back next week. Uh, what is the. Wait, wait. We don't have the next episode. Wait, up. wait. We didn't say our stuff. We didn't say our stuff. Oh, yeah. I guess we got to say that stuff first. Yeah, we got to do it. Uh, you can find me online at Crackshot with Zero Front 0 no. You can find our great editor and producer, JJ Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. And you should check out his other podcast, The Morphin Grid. You can find us as a Sailor Business thing on Twitter at Sailor Business, where you can send us lots more questions. That apparently are not allowed to be crossover questions but i'll sneak them in don't worry about it Banned,
0: <laughs> banned, banned.
2: <laughs> and also don't forget about our contest where you should write into us at sailor podcast at com. write one page of dialogue for the for the episode 60 the first appearance of reenie that is a dialogue between me and chris talking about the episode should they even include the guest i guess if you want to you could put in guest I but mean, you won't know who it, it is <laughs>
1: It doesn't have to
2: be us talking about the episode. It could be oh, anything. Yeah, it could be us talking about anything, but that's the episode it'll it'll take place on.
1: Yeah, that is the episode it's going to take place on. The deadline for that is December 1st. Uh, so please send us email at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at sailorbusiness. You can find all of my stuff at about.me slash chrissims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. Links there to uh, Twitter, Tumblr, and comics that I write that are on Comixology. Uh, by the time you hear this... Uh, The first two issues of my all-ages Dracula comic from a few years ago, Dracula the Unconquered, will be up there. And there's a reason why those are now up on Comixology, if you've been waiting for three years (laughs) for
2: the next issue. Uh, So definitely check those out. And uh, we will see you next time. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business.
0: I've waited all my life for the day when love appears, like a fairy tale in days gone by, he will rescue me.